Breaking bread. Breaking bread. Breaking bread with Dr. Weech. Breaking bread. Breaking bread. Breaking bread with Dr. Weech. Breaking bread. Breaking bread. Breaking bread with Dr. Weech. You're tuned in to Breaking Bread with your host and moderator, Dr. Weech. Let's go now to our study. Hey everybody, how's you doing? Um, once again, this is Dr. Weech, and it's time for Breaking Bread. Um, we have a power-packed show for you today. We're going to be talking about quite a few things. We're going to be talking about some prophecy. Uh, a gift in the church, which I believe has been not amplified or used as much. So um, let somebody know that uh, you're going to be, uh, we're going to go over some scripture, lots of scripture. And you know me, I like to give a lot of scripture uh, a lot of information, and we're going to be looking at some of the prophecies of Kim Clement. Uh, we're going to be looking at some of the prophecies of uh, Joe Biden, more or less, when he was uh, going before the court hearings with John Roberts. This is very interesting, especially in a time such as this when so much is happening over the corona situation. I want to give you some information regarding that as well. So it's just a lot of information that's happening, and I want to give it to you. So I always talk a little bit to give you time to get those Bibles out. Let someone know that uh, we're going to be talking about some things, and you can call them and let them know what's going on. So we're going to be talking about quite a few things. going to be talking about some prophecy. And, again, this is a live show, 321-345-9443, 321-345-WGGF. Once again, if you have your questions, real time. Uh, hit us up, 321-345-WGGF. So we're going to have a few commercials, and we're going to be right back. Be right back. What's that? What's that? You got to add it on? When organized religion lies to you, Christianity as another religion built on lies but similarities to other pagan religions. When holidays that celebrate a biblical God are not biblical. Christians defend his Easter. Uh, and it's another holiday that originated from pagan origin. One has to ask, is God real? Is the Bible a book filled with lies, tampered with by men? A rewrite authoritative version of the Holy Bible? James agrees, or is it all true? Their Truth Was a Lie is a documentary series that exposes the paganism that has lived in organized religion of Christianity and reveals the truth. Uh, because the Catholic Church sanctioned Easter, maybe around 324-325 BC. There's a saying, pressure burst pipes or pressure will burst diamonds. When you encounter pressure in your life, you need to be the diamond that comes forth. Abba Theological Seminary helps you become the gem the Most High God created you to be. Abba Theological Seminary has various programs ranging from the arts, such as videography, to becoming a biblical scholar in theology. Abba Theological Seminary has degree programs in ministerial vocations starting from the associate level, allowing you to work to earn your doctoral degree. Abba Theological Seminary is a fully functional online educational institution providing our students with a rigorous curriculum access to seasoned professors, and a vast amount of online resources to assist our students along their journey. Don't hesitate. Call an advisor today. For more information, log on to 
atsedu.info. That's atsedu.info. Or you can call 954-324-7280. Again, that's www.atsedu.info or call 954-324-7280. Again, that's 954-324-7280. Did you know there's scientific evidence that prayer works? I'm not telling you this to validate God's word, but I'm telling you what we as believers in the Most High God already know. Yeshua, the Messiah, Jesus the Christ, our Savior, said men should always pray and not lose faith. This is why I want to invite you to pray with me. I'm looking for at least seven, and with 12 or more, we can do wonders. But I'm looking for at least seven people who are committed to prayer. We will pray every Wednesday at 8 p.m., so if you want to join me and a few faithful, I want you to call 305-647-1922 or email us at info at the G2G Foundation.org. That's info at the G2G Foundation.org. Or hit us up on Instagram or Twitter at the G2G Foundation. Once again, I'm inviting you to pray every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Send your prayer requests, expectations for the miraculous as we shape things up with prayer. Every Wednesday at 8 p.m., 305-647-1922. All right. All right, everybody. Welcome back again. Uh, we're going to be talking about some uh, explosive things. I think these things are most relevant in the time that we're dealing with. Um, we still have the corona situation, and I want you all to know that as believers, we should not be fearful of these things. And I kind of want to identify some things that you that I found peculiar and interesting. Uh, they keep saying the cases keep going up and keep going up. And I always find it peculiar that with all of the uh, social distancing, uh, the mass and all the precautions, the cases are going up. So it's making me wonder why I go through all of this if the cases are going up. But if you notice, there's been some kickback with some doctors. Some doctors are speaking out saying which we already know because they told us in the White House briefings that if there are any similarities of uh, expiration, uh, they're going to put that individual uh, succumbed under the coronavirus. Now, that obviously inflates the numbers, and I think, again, my opinion, that these things are taking place to continue to perpetuate fear, to propagate fear into the people. So we see a pushback with some people in certain cities uh, they are more or less challenging the stay-at-home orders because uh, many doctors are coming out saying that being isolated isn't good for the mental at all. In fact, you have some doctors saying being isolated diminishes the immune. And I can only imagine because if you're in your house, four walls, and you're hearing this gloom and doom message, it can be depressing. It can have a mental effect on people. So I always tell people, shut the news off. Uh, to me, the media is a propaganda machine. And I don't know when the last time they actually told the truth uh, regarding something. So we see doctors are pushing back and we knew uh, that uh, according to what was being said by the individuals, they were saying if anybody had any symptoms of the coronavirus, uh, COVID-19, that those people would in fact be uh, labeled as having the virus. Now, I want you all to know Again, we shouldn't be troubled by this. This is a part of the propaganda machine. But what I want to deal with now, I want to talk about 
some eschatology. We're going to talk about some prophecy now. And the reason why we're going to talk about prophecy is because I'm going to show you how powerful of a gift it is. And I believe in the organized faith of the body of Christ. We don't see that being practiced enough. We don't see the uh, body of Christ being practiced enough. We don't see that gift being practiced enough. So I want to go through some of this, and I'm going to show you or play you some mind-blowing uh, information that I had to look for, and I was glad I was able to find it. And after that, we're going to go into a bit of eschatology, and I'm going to give you some more information that kind of brings this whole thing into perspective. Now, again, I'm not one to promote any political agenda or party because they will have uh, uh, these people – Upset, saying he's promoting a political agenda, but the only agenda and political thing I promote is the kingdom of the Most High God Elohim and the King Jesus the Christ, Yeshua the Messiah, the Savior. So I want to play this clip. I want to play this clip, and I want to remind you that this clip actually took place in 2005. This clip actually took place in 2005. So I want you to listen to this, and we'll be right back. We're going to discuss, we'll be right back. need another um huh? Joe Biden. our constitutional journey did not stop then and it must not stop now judge and we'll be faced with equally consequential decisions in the 21st century can a microscopic tag be implanted in a person's body to track his every movement there's actual discussion about that you will rule on that mark my words before your tenure is over can brain scans be used to determine whether a person is inclined toward criminality or violent behavior? You will rule on that. And judge, I need to know whether you will be a justice who believes that the constitutional journey must continue to speak to these consequential decisions or that we've gone far enough in protecting against government intrusion into our autonomy, into the most personal decisions we make. Judge, that's why this is a critical moment. There are elected officials in this government, such as Mr. DeLay, a fine, honorable, patriotic man, and others, who have been unsuccessful at implementing their agenda in the elected branches. So they've now poured their energies, as the left would if it were different, they've now poured their energies and resources into trying to change the court's view of the Constitution. And now they have a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Now, Chief Justice John Roberts. Now, the one thing I wanted you to notice is that you heard how he talked about he will have to rule on a chip implementation of individuals. You heard him say that. He say, mark my words, you will have to rule on this. <clears throat> Secondly, he talked about people looking at the brain waves of individual, individuals and saying, uh, can these brain waves be uh, used against them? So, the reason why this is important is because we're living in a time now where we see an agenda being pushed <clears throat> with respect to uh, the COVID testing and uh, all of this uh, information that's coming about. And we even hear people saying that there needs to be kept a database with all the testing data. Now, um, let me tell you my opinion perspective after we go to this next clip because I want to play one more clip. Now, again, that was 2005. Uh, John Roberts was appointed Chief Justice of the United States Supreme Court in 2005. And Biden tells him in his lifetime he's going to have the rule on a chip. Now, I think we all know that 
uh, there's some biblical reference that says Damog. And so the reason why I'm bringing these things up is because we sometimes, or many people sometimes, dismiss the authenticity, the authenticity of the Bible, and we realize that there are some people who are genuinely operating to bring about the fulfillment of some of these things, whether or not it's for the kingdom of God and whether or not is the kingdom of darkness. We have to be reminded that our Lord and Savior Christ talked about two kingdoms. He says in his own words, how can Satan kingdom stand? So we got to understand that we are at war and that there's a cosmic struggle. And I, I like to parse my words very carefully because people say, oh, he's, he's, done, he's losing it. But no, this is a reality that if we're looking at this, the, there are some people who actually hate I won't say uh, hate, well, yeah, they hate God and hate the faith, but as, as a result, there, there's something in that heart that needs to be purged. I like to say they need a heart transplant because Ezekiel says, I'll move that heart of flesh, that heart of stone to put a heart of flesh. So, again, the reason why I played that is because Joe Biden says, mark my words. You will rule on whether or not it is legislative approved to implement people with a chip to track. And look what he says now. He lets us know what this chip is for, to track every movement. <clears throat> that's what he does. So that's what this chip is for. So now people think the chip is, is, is within this uh, COVID testing, but I don't think the chip is within that. And I'm going to tell you why in a minute. Now, <clears throat> I'm going to play a prophetic clip from uh, the late Kim Clement. Uh, he was a very known prophet. Uh, he gave some very uh, concise prophecies with respect to the Desert Storm War. And I remember him saying in an interview that he had some people from the Pentagon and the White House knocking on his door asking him, hey, how you know this is going to happen like that? And he just left it alone right there, but he said it was very peculiar. But nonetheless, we're going to deal, we're going to listen to this prophecy and we're going to talk about some of this prophecy so we can kind of bring some things in perspective because, <clears throat> again, I'm not one to promote any <clears throat> political agenda, none other or none more than the kingdom of God. But I want us to understand and draw things into perspective, whether or not things are monitored or ordained by God. So we're going to discuss these prophecies and we're going to be right back. So take a listen. My fury has ended. Hear me, for I have found a man after my own heart. I have found a man after my own heart, and he is amongst you. The highest court in the land, the Supreme Court, too, shall step down for the embarrassment of what shall take place. But I wish to place in the highest court in the land righteousness. And they shall attempt to put others in to endeavor, to reach their endeavors. But God says, hear me tonight. Hear me today. I have this whole thing planned out according to my will. For it is now time for me to restore the fortunes of Zion. I couldn't quite see his face because that was not allowed. 
because there was a mist that covered all the people and he was amongst them and the spirit of God made me look at him and he said this man will throttle the enemies of Israel this man will throttle the enemies of the West and there are highly embarrassing moments that are about to occur for many many politicians in this nation there'll be a shaking amongst there will be a shaking amongst the de Democrats in the upcoming elections but unsettling for the Republicans why is why is God doing this for God said I am dissatisfied with what emerges from both parties and then there is a nation he showed me took me itching for a new kind of war with America they will shout impeach impeach they say but nay this nation shall come very subtly but he shall not come in the time of President Obama they shall come when this new one arises my David that I have set aside for this nation a man of prayer a man of choice words not a man who is verbose who has verbosity who speaks too much they will even say this man is not speaking enough but God says I have set him aside they will shout impeach impeach but this shall not happen and then God says highly embarrassing moments when another Snowden arises and people will become very afraid they'll say we have no protection and then God says am I impressed with your weapons of war am I impressed with the strength of your men's legs ha! I have said I will bring this nation to its knees the man that I have raised up pray for the enemy will do everything in his power to put a witch in the White House did anybody hear what he just said For Jezebel has chased away the prophets and even Elijah. Come on. Now I have said, go back. For this shall be dismantled so that there will be no more corruption in the White House, says the Spirit. This that shall take place shall be the most unusual thing. A transfiguration. A going into the marketplace, if you wish. Into the news media. Where Time Magazine will have no choice but to say what I want them to say. Newsweek, what I want to say. The View, what I want to say. Trump shall become a trumpet, says the Lord. Trump shall become a trumpet. I will raise up the Trump to become a trumpet and Bill Gates to open up the gate of a financial realm for the church says the Lord. I will not forget 
9-11, I will not forget what took place that day. And I will not forget the gatekeeper that watched over New York, who will once again stand and watch over this nation, says the Spirit of God. It shall come to pass that the man that I place in the highest office shall go in whispering my name. But God said when he enters into the office, he will be shouting out by the power of the Spirit, for I shall fill him with my Spirit when he goes into office. And there will be a praying man in the highest seat in your land. There will be a praying president, not a religious one. For I will fool the people, says the Lord. I will fool the people. Yes, I will. God says, the one that is chosen shall go in and they shall say he has hot blood for the spirit of god says yes he may have hot blood but he will bring the walls of protection on this country in a greater way and the economy of this country shall change rapidly says the lord of hosts listen to the word of the lord god says i will put at your helm for two terms a president that will pray but he will not be a praying president when he starts I will put him in office and then I will baptize him with the Holy Spirit and my power says the Lord of hosts come on so let's stop it right there as you can see Kim Clement is giving the prophecy and apparently he's prophesying regarding Trump uh, some of these prophecies I'm going to play the rest of the clip some of these prophecies were made in 2007 and some of them were made in 2014 so uh, we can see by the prophecies that a lot of them were spot on, um, specifically the one he says two will step down. And if we know uh, this president appointed two chief justices, he appointed, uh, oh, my gosh, what's the guy? Gorish and uh, the other guy. Uh, I forget the other guy. I'll, I'll, they'll get it to me. Gorish and the other guy. But two Supreme Court justices. Now. Um, I am not saying that, uh, well, let me just say this. God is certainly concerned at what's going on. And the part that I found most interesting, because I remember listening to some of the prophecies and I was like, what is this guy talking about? Kim, Kim, what he's talking about? It was kind of going over my head even back then. And he says, we would not put a witch into the white house. Now, again, uh, only person running against Trump was Hillary Clinton. And this is what he says. So people have said a lot of hateful things and we've seen an enormous campaign against the president. And the one thing I say is it's an impossibility that every time you turn on every report, it is negative. I think something is definitely wrong with that. I mean, if nothing positive can be said about anything about anybody, that's troubling. Now, if we backtrack a little bit and when, in fact, uh, uh, this president was in the White House, they had a very good economy, uh, things were booming, and people were being uh, very prosperous. Now, again, I don't want anyone getting upset with me because he's endorsing Trump. I'm giving you the prophecy, and apparently someone greater than me has orchestrated this thing for a purpose, all that he knows. So I want to bring you this prophecy to show you because some have tried to attack this particular piece of prophecy. But as we can see, he, Kim Clement has been very accurate with the two chief justices. He was very accurate when he says they will impeach, impeach, they will not impeach. And it was just 
And he also said things would be unsettling and troubling for the Democrats, more importantly the Republicans. The one thing that caught my attention about this election is that we had both parties and a large number of both parties saying, don't vote for this guy. Literally, you had people say, vote for anybody but for this guy. And I, I, I thought that was very funny because I'm like, well, you know, if they hate each other of the facade that they do, they hate each other so much, why are they telling us not to look at this guy? So nevertheless, I'm giving you this because I'm telling you in this particular moment and season – there's some things that that are happening that we can't even imagine, even know, unless we're moving in a spirit realm and we're praying. So now is a time that we absolutely have to be praying because I'm going to continue with uh, this this particular prophecy and I'm going to go into more detail and depth. But I just want to stop because he said he said, did you hear what he said? They will not put a witch in the White House. And he had to pause. He asked the audience, did you hear it? He just said, <laughs> so let's get to the rest of this and I'll be right back. Yes. Now, wait a minute now. You hear this prophet of the Lord, because again, some people have attacked this guy and said his prophecy is not accurate, but I don't know what you're listening to because he's kind of, well, not kind of, but he's certainly spot on. He says, Trump would be a trumpet, a man of prayer, but not a religious man. And we all know that this president doesn't appear to be the most religious, but the prophet said he will be a praying man. Now, I can only imagine if he's going through all of this, he's doing some kind of praying because I can tell you plenty. If it was me, I'd have been like, y'all could have this job. <laughs> but he's been built, obviously, for a time such as this. So I want to continue to uh, let the prophecy play out. Now, let me pause right there. He says Trump will be a trumpet, and he says he will let Bill Gates open up the, the, uh, the gates for the financial run for the church. Now, the reason why I found this peculiar is because we have a cosmic struggle here in which uh, Trump said he would no longer give money to the World Health Organization, the WHO. And Bill Gates is a recurring theme in all of the midst of this COVID. Now, <clears throat> there's been some talk and even some substantial hard proof of Bill Gates having prior knowledge to this particular thing taking place. So the f it's, it's very interesting that he's, he's brought into this prophecy, however He's, he's being introduced, but we see he's also apparently a figure that's going to play a role into all of this. So Kim Clements says that this guy, Bill Gates, will be a mechanism used by the church to open up the financial realm. So this is very interesting because, you know, Bill Gates has tons of money he's throwing over out into vaccinations and so forth. So let's continue to uh, uh, listen to the prophecy and we'll be right back. All right, now I want to wait right there because I kind of want to hit this. I was going to play this twice, but I definitely want to get to some of the study tonight. Um, he says, this man will go in whispering my name. Now, uh, I've had some conversations with some people, some religious figures, and I said how this president, whatever you feel about him, he has been an advocate for faith-based Christian uh, uh, evangelism. I can remember him having a press conference when he saying. He wants prayer back in school. People should be able to share their faith without being persecuted, without feeling any repercussions. And he said, this is unheard of and thought to be unheard of years ago. You can think it is. So, again, we're seeing the prophecy of the prophet being fulfilled. He said he would go in whispering my name. All right. Now, mind you, uh, when he concludes his speech, he often says, always says, God bless America. I, I can't recall him or this being done as often from the previous administration. But nevertheless, uh, I, I know I may make some people angry, but I'm giving you the prophecy from the prophet. And we see how accurate his prophecies are. So apparently 
uh, we as believers, we may not like everything that goes on, but we have to understand WGGF, Melby. You got a question, my brother? Yes, I'm on the stage now. You have a question? Okay, we'll talk later. All right, so I thought that was a person who had a question, but it was no question. But in any event, let's continue with the uh, prophecy, and we'll continue. He will put him in for two terms. Two terms now is what, we, what he said. So we have an understanding that no matter what they do, yelling impeach, impeach, and many people are saying the end is here, the end is near. I'm going to tell you now that it is not. Uh, because there are some things that have to take place before the end takes takes near. So, again, this president apparently has more work to do. Uh, I think I want to go back to that because he said two terms. All right. Listen to what he says. <clears throat> he will bring the walls of protection. Now, this president has been talking about building walls and building borders. He also said the economy will change very rapidly. And when I'm sitting here thinking about these prophecies, I'm like, wow, this guy was spot on with so many. And so this is why I had to play this so people could hear this. Because I remember, uh, I'm going to give you a particular scripture. I remember David was at odds with Saul. We got to remember God called Saul nonetheless. No matter how, how his, his, his rule ended, God called Saul. And David was reminded of this. And the one thing David did not tolerate is when someone brought a negative report to him about Saul. In fact, when you look at the scripture, uh, this man said he escaped and he saw Saul be killed with his son and what have you. And David said, you thought I was going you was the bearer of good news and the man ended his life so my point is we have to be mindful how we respond and how we talk to or certain things we may not understand all right that's the one thing we have to be mindful how we talk about it how we uh, 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 take perspective on it because the one thing if we don't understand is the one thing we can do is pray because at the end of the day, whatever party, we pray that the fear of God rests upon this person. It will be well with the entire nation. But if we're channeling dis disgust, dislike, and disagreement, uh, that's a problem. We need to, we need to examine ourselves because the one thing we want to do, we want him, that whoever's in that office, to do whatever God tells him to do. Whoever's elected holding that position. Because they're the ones that is getting all the information. We don't have all the information. Just like we're going through something, we may not have all the information, but God sits in the highest heaven on the throne. And he has the best view for everything that we encounter. So I'm going to uh, let this play out a little bit. I'm going to start breaking some stuff down so we can kind of understand exactly how all of this plays into the perspective. The prophet says two terms. So those of you who don't like the man, not, <laughs> you're not going to like him after two terms. <laughs> so just get strapped in for another few terms because if you don't like him, you're really not going to like him for the next two. But just get, get used to it for now. But nevertheless, we see that this person or Trump's presidency and candidacy was designed and orchestrated apparently by the Most High God. And 
when God engineers this, there must be something that's happening. Remember, the prophet says he's dissatisfied on both parties. And remember, this is what propelled this president into the White House. There was a strong dissatisfaction with what was going on with both parties. And if you watch the debates, he wasn't that eloquent. And, you know, uh, the prophet say a man of choice words. He wasn't that elegant. He didn't know the verbiage of those politicians. He just was a blunt, frank individual. And in my opinion, I think he was just really doing this all to kind of expose these guys. I didn't think he really wanted to win but from the way he responded. But as it went on, he saw he could win. He began to really take this thing serious. I just, to me, that's my own impression. But apparently he was obviously designed to win if, if, when the prophet says this. And remember, these prophecies are taking place from 2007, 2014. You can look them up. Now, the reason why I want to talk to you about this is because a lot of people got angry, especially Bill Gates, got angry with the president for saying he's going to remove funding from the World Health Organization. And, and apparently... Uh, Bill Gates is in cahoots with the World Health Organization because I think he spent $250 million on, on uh, vaccines. Now, I, I played a clip for you last time in which there was a, a clergyman that said, don't take the vaccine, right? I already, we already know that they're inflating the numbers to promote and propagate fear. We already know that they have not been uh, genuine with the information that's been given to us, telling us with the social distancing. I've heard doctors say that is madness. No virus is going to jump off, and they're even saying six uh, feet isn't enough. And you're just hearing a lot of stuff, and I see there's a lot of pushback from the public. And so I want you to know, okay, the president said he's going to withhold funding for the World Health Organization. I want you to know this. In 2014, bishops accused the World Health Organization of sterilizing women in Kenya when they were allegedly giving a tetanus vaccine. There we go again. These vaccines. They were accused, and these bishops said, as a matter of fact, we're not accusing you. We're making hard evidence, and we're making the accusation publicly to say, come get us, and, and so we can ask for your records and prove you wrong. They were giving out this tetanus vaccine, and the women were being sterilized. And they said, oh, just the women need to take this vaccine. Now, we understand, if you know the mindset of the philosophy of Bill Gates, he's one that uh, believes in depopulation, or he's a, there's a fear that too many people are on the earth, and there's not enough resources to satisfy uh, mankind. Also... Uh, if you understand, uh, Harry also came under fire because he said that there are too many people in Africa and it's putting a strain on the resource. So we have people and individuals at very high levels who believe in depopulation. Right? So now remember, I always tell you, whatever God does, Satan wants to do and bring the exact opposite. Remember, the Lord says, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. So if, if our Heavenly Father is saying be fruitful and multiply and replenish, what is the opposite of being fruitful? Diminish. Kill. Still destroy. All right? So now we have these people trying to use these vaccines to sterilize and depopulate the earth. Now, Bill Gates has a lot invested into this vaccination agenda. He's been talking about malaria with the mosquitoes. He's been working on vaccines with that. 
uh, and there was some even speculation saying putting some things in the mosquitoes, having creating the mosquitoes to put vaccines in the people when they bite when the mosquitoes bite them. So a lot of stuff going on. Now, what I want you to know is, in my opinion, I don't believe this COVID is so much for the chip. Not right now. My belief is it's for DNA. All right. It's for DNA, because in order for you to take the test, they have to swab your mouth. They need to swab the inside of your nose. And what they do is they take that DNA and they put it in a database. That's what Bill Gates says we should do. We should keep all of this in a database. So if you got to understand uh, the part of the New World Order is to have a police state. And what better way to have a police state when they have the DNA on everybody? Now, let me bring it to a biblical perspective. Remember our Lord and Savior, Yeshua, Jesus Christ says, the hair on your heads are numbered. Our Father in heaven knows the DNA within our hair samples. <clears throat> so, again, whatever the Most High God does, Satan wants to mimic and do quite the opposite. In order for... Uh, instead, when our father does something for us, it's for our good, for those that love him, called according to the purpose. In the instance of the adversary, the Antichrist movement and agenda is for the detriment and the destruction of his kingdom. <clears throat> All right. So now let's go into the word of God. And give you some scripture. Now, why did I give you all of that? Because I'm telling you how right now we're living in a time where the Bible is literally shining bright. If we are discerning the times and the signs of the time, if we are really discerning the signs of the time and what's happening. All right. So, again, if you have any questions, three, two, one, three, four, five, WGGF, three, two, one, three, four, five, nine, four, four, three. All right. So let's go to Revelation chapter 13. Revelation chapter 13, uh, verse 17. Revelation chapter 13, verse 17. All right. Uh, let's see. And I just want to kind of bring all of this into perspective because this is getting very serious. And to me, I think the church, we haven't appreciated the gift of prophecy. And why do I say that? It's because it seems like this particular gift uh, doesn't operate as much. And you even have some areas saying this gift is no longer in operation. And so it's a challenge to embrace this when our Heavenly Father, through the beginning of man's history, has been prophesying <laughs> from, the, from, from even within the uh, Garden of Eden. He should crush your skull. You should, you should grab his heel or bite his heel, whatever that is. The prophecy of the Messiah coming to utterly destroy the works of Satan. Remember, John says he was revealed to destroy the works of Satan. All right? So we got to get back to the place where we have to remember prophecy and we have to lean on prophecy and we have to emphasize that the Bible is God's fulfillment of several prophecies. The Bible talks about in great detail, it is a great, the Old Testament is a great introduction of the Father in heaven sending his Messiah to redeem us from our sins of the world. Now, when we go to Revelation chapter 13, verses 17, it says, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Let's go to verse 11. Let's go to verse 11. 
It says, And behold, a beast coming up out of the earth and had two horns like a lamb, and he spoke as a dragon. And he exercised all the power of the first beast before him and caused the earth and them that which dwelt therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. And he does great wonders so that makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men and deceives them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by sword and did live. And he had power to give life to the image of the beast that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he caused it all both small, great, rich, poor, free bunch to receive the mark in their hand or in their foreheads, the significance of the mark, <clears throat> that no man might buy or sell, except he had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. This is why I played this, pro, this, this uh, bit of information that Joe Biden gave, because he talks about chipping people, putting a device in people where they can be monitored at significant amounts of time. Again, we see things like this that are being brought about, are manifested, are being orchestrated by entities in the highest level. <clears throat> okay? I think for us, what we should do is we should be praying for whoever's in that White House, whoever's our governor, whoever's on that Supreme Court bench. I don't agree with all the policies, I tell you that now. But I do agree with that God is in ultimate control and all power is in his hand. And I can believe with a prayer that can sway the hearts and minds and change uh, the minds of individuals on the bench till they don't even know. <clears throat> okay. So with this mark of the beast, we got to understand that there is an actual movement. Now, we got to understand within the new world order, there is a desire to have a one world government. There is a desire to have a one world government. So the one thing I want to talk about that believes I want to deal with is what we call uh, the rapture. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> I have someone near and dear to me who disagrees with this particular theology. But again, we have to talk about it to bring about a clarity because Jeremiah says they all will know me from the least to the greatest. And if we're all going to know him, we have to have a specific clarity of what Scripture is saying. OK, now in Revelation uh, 13, we're seeing people uh, who are being acceptance of this particular mark. Now, the reason why this would take place is because many people will be deceived. Many people will be deceived. Now, let me just interject this, that a lot of people like to read Revelation first. Now, Revelation isn't a book you should read first. I think the first book you should read in the New Testament is John. And I often tell people that, and I had somebody challenge that and say, how are you going to tell people to read the book of John? When you, read the, when you read a book, you start from the beginning, and the beginning of the book is Genesis. I say, well, this is true. It's a very good point that you're making, but we got to understand that people need to uh, recognize that the new covenant, the new arrangement, the last covenant is what we are able to appreciate and operate in and if we look at John, John is the beginning because John writes, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. So John amplifies or starts with this new beginning that I believe a believer can or someone who's seeking clarity on the scripture should read. So if you're asking me and you're under asking where should you begin reading, my thing would be like start with John. All right. Why? Because it talks about uh, the resurrection, talks about the Father. It also talks about the Holy Spirit and it talks about the the love 
that our Savior has for us, especially with that, uh, with his interaction and what he's saying to the disciples. Now, we are talking about the rapture. What is the rapture? The rapture is the belief that uh, the church, before it gets really rough, gets really bad, that Christ will come and take the church and his people out of this horrible condition. Because what the Bible talks about, and we're going to get into this, and I remember this is a bit of eschatology uh, revelation, and I kind of want to be kind of delicate in dealing with this. The Bible talks about in Revelation that there will be 1,260 days, which is the equivalent of 14 months, and it's three and a half years. So it's talking about a very trying, trying time for the whole world within its three and a half years. Now, whether you believe the interpretation of that is up to you, but there's certainly the belief that, or we can conclude that it's going to be very difficult, especially when this mark of the beast takes place. Because taking this mark of the beast saying you're embracing this particular worship, this particular system, which is in fact defying God, apparently. Okay? So this is very serious. Now, we see an example of this taking place right now because uh, we see people, uh, uh, we go to some stores now. They say, if you don't have a mask, you can't, we can't let you in. I went in one store, in the auto store, and I was so upset. I just wanted to do something to the man. He say, man, you ain't got no mask. You can't come in there. And I had my handkerchief on my, you need a mask. I say, oh, my gosh. So I went to another store, and the man was like, you need a mask. So we see now, if you don't have this mask, you, you can't be they're not going to let you in the store to do anything. So it's the same thing. If you don't have this smog, they're not going to let you do anything. And this is serious business, right? This is serious business. This is why I'm telling you, we as believers, we have to be on the wall every morning praying vigilantly, diligently that God protects those people who are advancing his kingdom. And we need to lock in with people who have a kingdom agenda on their mind. All right. So now let's take a look at John chapter. I'm sorry, Revelation chapter four. Take a look at Revelation chapter four. Now, remember, the rapture is the belief that the Messiah will come before it gets really tough, before it gets really bad. Out of this particular and during this tribulation period, when it's really rough, though buying or selling and the beast has his reign. Uh, we're in heaven, or those who believe in uh, God, accepted his Christ, will be in heaven. They're not going to deal with this. Now, the reason why we need to get a clarity on this is because, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, but I'm glad I'm not going to be here when things get rough. And if you take that mentality, it's like you don't even care to fight no more because you're like, I don't care. It's like, you know, you don't sell your house. The neighborhood's going down, down, down the toilet. And he said, man, you know, they shooting over there. You're like, I don't care. I'm going to be gone from here next week. I done sold my house. The moving truck done got coming and scheduled. I don't care. And this is what, in my opinion, what people who accept this uh, uh, rapture uh, theory to be taken out before this tribulation takes place, they say, forget that. I don't need to fight. And we got to remember, Jude has one chapter. And that one chapter that I take out of it, he says, we have to contend for the faith. We got to fight for the faith. If we have a faith in God, we have a belief in God, we believe God is going to do something for us, we have to fight 
for that thing. Paul says the pulling down of strongholds. We got to fight. We got to remember when God called his uh, children of Israel out of Egypt. He says, I'm calling my armies. When we get born again and we accept Christ as our Savior and we renounce sin, we are being equipped. We still away, spend time with God so we can equip us so we can be effective witnesses. We are his army. Remember I told you the Messiah say, you will be witnesses to me. You'll be witnesses for me. Even in Revelation, he says, we overcome. We are witnesses because we overcome by the blood of the lamb, the word of our testimony. We are witnesses. That means we have to be built, effective, and remember pulling down strongholds, contending for the faith. Remember, God told Abraham, I know Abraham. He would do what I asked. That's why I could bring upon Abraham what I spoke over Abraham. Again, God speaks a prophecy over our lives. Again, God has built us to do a specific thing in the agenda. Even the book of Psalms say, look, Lord, I come now to do what is written of me in the scroll. The Messiah even understood his prophetic role because it was ordained. It was written what he was to do. Let me tell you, as a child of God, no matter where you are in your life, you have been called to do something very specific in God's kingdom of which no one else can do like you because your experiences, your past, your perspective, your disposition, your personality has been built and tailored for you to move effectively and efficiently in that particular thing. God is the most high God has called you to do. That's why it's in your best interest. Spend time with your father. Remember, the Messiah says, I go to my God, your God. We have to spend time with him so we can know our purpose. And in knowing our purpose, there's funding, there's anointing, there's prosperity, there's proficiency in that purpose that the most high God, our father in heaven, has laid upon us. All right. So now we're talking about the rapture. And remember, a lot of people says, well, you know, I'm going to be gone. I do believe in the rapture. I believe in the rapture that when the Most High comes, our Savior comes, he wipes out everything. There's nothing left. And according to Scripture, we get caught up in the air with him and the dead in Christ rises. I know that's a little deep for some people who may not have a succinct belief in this thing, but bear with me. I'm going to break this down. Again, we have the, I think, the pre, post, and uh, mid tribulators. Uh those who say we're going to be taken out before it gets really bad. Those who says we're in the middle of it, we're going to be taken out. And those at the end of it will be taken out. I believe at the end when uh, the Antichrist agenda has their government, their ruling, their reigning, they're causing havoc. I believe what the scripture says. And now let's walk it out. A lot of people interpret the rapture from this particular scripture here. In Revelation 4, chapter 1. And this is John seeing the revelation of the Messiah. He says, after this, I looked and behold, a door was open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was as it was a trumpet talking with me, which says, come up here. I will show you things which must be hereafter. A lot of people use this scripture as justification that we will be taken out of the time when the anti-agenda, anti-Christ, anti-God government is reigning. A lot of people say we'll be taken out. Now, to me, that does not qualify as a reason to say the church will be swept out. Remember, whenever we're looking at scripture, specifically prophecy, we have to read into it 
dissect it, find evidence of it previously, and then ask for that understanding or draw out the understanding so we give a proper interpretation. Because God wants us, our Father wants us to understand prophecy. He wouldn't have wrote it. But then again, he's saying the books are sealed until a certain season. Now, if we look at this, this is nothing other than our Father telling us or this is the Christ telling John, I want you to come up here so I can show you something. It does not represent or symbolize that the church will be taken out pre-tribulation. Let me show you why. Go to Ezekiel chapter 8, verse 3. Go to Ezekiel chapter 8, verse 3. Ezekiel chapter 8, verse 3. Now, we look at Ezekiel chapter 8, verse 3. Now, again, this is... At this point, Ezekiel is in Babylonian captivity. Uh, uh, Judah has fallen to Babylon. They've come in. They've destroyed the temple. Nebuchadnezzar is reigning. Uh, remember, this is, I think, Ezekiel was taken in the first or second wave of the Babylonian captivity. I think there were three. If I recall, there were three uh, waves. Jeremiah is still in Jerusalem prophesying, saying, hey, y'all don't need to fight. God has ordained this, and y'all going to be in the Babylonian captivity for 70 years. So in Ezekiel chapter Eight, verse three, it says, and he put forth the form of a hand and took my took me by the lock of my head and the spirit lifted me up between the earth and the heaven and brought me in the visions of God to Jerusalem to the door of the inner gate that looked toward the north. Well, was the seat of the image of jealousy, which provoked to jealousy. Now, we're seeing again an example. Ezekiel being lifted up only to be shown things that would take place or that is taking place in this particular time. The same way with John. Ezekiel was not removed out of the Babylonian captivity. Israel or Judah was not spared the Babylonian captivity. And I'm not saying that God won't spare or protect his people in the midst of this. But I'm saying there's no biblical evidence to say that uh, God has taken his people out of the midst of when trouble or judgment or disaster take place. We have not been reserved for judgment. We have not been reserved for judgment. Now, in the time of difficult situation, this is what God does. does. Uh, go to Exodus chapter 8, verse 23. Go to Exodus chapter 8, verse 23. Again, we, we have all sorts of evidence because I think if people, and the reason why I'm dealing with this is because if people put their hopes in this tribulation, and again, I do believe that God is coming. I believe in the advent of Christ, which is the second imminent return of the Messiah. Okay? I do believe that. And uh, a lot of people say, I can't wait till he come. I can't wait till he come. But really think about that. Peter says God isn't slow coming because of slackness. He's just slow because he's giving us time. I mean, I want the Father to come and take us home. I want the Lord to come and take us home, too. But we got to remember there are a lot of people who are not saved. We have some family members, perhaps, or some friends near and dear to us who aren't saved. And if, if Christ comes, the Messiah comes, not tomorrow, everything stops, done, complete. <laughs> and so, Lord, come, but give us time. Give us the ability to, to spread and promote this gospel of the kingdom. Okay, that's what's important. They give us time to support, to promote this gospel of the kingdom. So, now, what the Father does whenever there's, when he's exacting his glory and he's dealing with the injustices in the earth realm, is he will begin to designate his people. He will restrict and designate or separate his people. 
WGGF, do you have a question? Okay, you're asking whether or not I believe the Lord is coming back soon. That's your question? Okay. Um, yes, I do believe uh, you want to explain it or you want to hold on. I can explain it. Okay, I'll explain it. Thanks for calling in. Yes, okay. Thank you. The caller asks if I believe the Christ's return is near. I do. And remember, we got a Paul thought the Christ would come back in his lifetime. I think every day, no matter the specific day or time, God or the Christ return is soon. I believe it is joyfully soon because we're seeing too many prophecies taking place. We're seeing too many things taking place. And with us looking at this scripture and our caller said, I was spending time on Kim Clement. Yes, I was spending time on the prophecy. Because the prophecy is so essential and we're seeing how if God is taking an intricate tan and took his time to give this man of God all this information, this is a crucial time. This is a serious time. So, yes, caller, I do believe the Lord is coming back soon. And I do believe that he's doing some readjustments in the church realm. I do believe he's doing some things to, to, to gather up his people because there has to be a collective church. And I'm running out of time. The one thing I say is that if we look at the media, they stayed on message. Corona, 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 Corona. The politicians stayed on message. Corona, 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 Corona. I'm telling you, as believers, we have to stay on message and get back on kingdom. And Matthew 24, the Lord says this gospel of the what kingdom is preached to the nations to be a witness. Then the end comes. I've heard people don't even understand the kingdom, haven't heard the king. I've talked to clergy leaders. They say, what do you mean the kingdom? So that message has to be presented. Yes, that message has to be presented and has to be propagated. I want to thank my caller for calling in. I'm running out of time. I'm going to finish this next week. I want to thank my caller and everyone who was tuning in listening. And I know I ran out of time, but. Uh, Father, thank you for uh, allowing us to have the study. Please be with the listeners. Be with us as we return next week. Give them more understanding and clarity so that they can move and understand your word and grow deeper. In Jesus' name we pray. Shalom. And that simply means may the Lord bless and keep you. The Lord lift his face upon you. Be gracious to you. The Lord sign his countenance upon you. Let the name of the Lord is upon you. His word says that he will bless you. And shalom, friends. Hello, family, and thanks for tuning in to Breaking Bread on this network. Breaking Bread is supported by contributions of individuals and entities that donate to this organization. If you support this organization, we want to say thank you and to all our sponsors. Your continued support is appreciated and makes it happen. If you would like to send a donation to support this program, you can mail it to 1728 Northeast Miami Gardens Drive, Suite 135, North Miami Beach, Florida, 33179. Again, that's 1728 Northeast Miami Gardens Drive, Suite 135, North Miami Beach, Florida, 33179. Please connect with us by logging on to g2gfoundation.org. That's G, the number two, G, foundation.org. We are community-oriented and believe in community outreach, mentorship, investing in our youth via spiritual and educational empowerment.
We'll see you next week, family. And tell us you want to tune in same time next week on this network. Shalom.